you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The time is upon us. The Nerdist Television Show on BBC America is premiering Saturday, March 30th, as part of BBC America's Supernatural Saturday in Canada. I believe it's on Space. And uh, so 8 o'clock will be Doctor Who, 9 o'clock will be Orphan Black, 10 p.m., Nerdist Television Show, and we have amazing guests this season. The first episode is a salute to BBC America, so it's a bunch of folks on BBC America like Dominic Monaghan and Tatiana Maslany and uh, Matt Smith and Jenna Louise Coleman, who is this podcast episode. Uh, and then uh, week two, it's a tribute to zombies with Robert Kirkman and Michael Rooker and Karen Gillan's in that episode. And then week three, I believe, is John Hamm. And then down the road is Elijah Wood and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen and Jack McBrayer and... The Gillian Jacobs and Miranda Bakarin and it's it's I, I can't believe the wonderful folks that we got and this show is super fun it's an hour long tune in check it all out uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shutterstock uh, Shutterstock basically has over 700,000 high-quality video clips, and it, they basically just help you take your creative project to the next level, whether it's a website, advertisement, multimedia presentation, any kind of film project. They have clips in a variety of digital formats, most come in HD, and they're from clips from all over the world. Like, any project you need, they're going to have a clip. If you can't find a clip in 700,000, then you need to just go start your own movie studio because you're doing some next-level stuff. But Shutterstock gives you all the assets you need. It's a complete offering. They have amazing customer service, flexible pricing. You can choose between individual clips, video packs, download in HD. You can save in standard def or web formats. And also a huge image library of photos, vectors, icons, infographic templates. So there's no credit card needed. You're just going to go to Shutterstock.com, start an account, begin using Shutterstock to help imagine what your next project could be like and save video selections you find in your clip box. Once you decide to purchase, use the offer code NERDIST3 and new accounts will receive 30% off any package. That's Shutterstock.com. 30% off new accounts. Use the offer code NERDIST3. Jenna Louise Coleman, the new companion, Clara Oswin. 
Oswald. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, Doctor Who's coming back. And Clara is a... She's been fantastic on the last the, the, the couple times that we've seen her. Um, of course, we miss uh, we miss dear Rory, we miss dear Amy. But that's a wonderful thing about Doctor Who is that we can still miss the companions that we loved and still fall in love with new companions and new people on the show. And uh, I really think I really think Jenna Louise Coleman is a home run, and she was an absolute delight. And uh, she was over for a couple of days from England, and we got to sit down with her and do a podcast. And then we got a little clip of the podcast on video, which we're going to put on the Nerdist TV show. So uh, this was really fun just to kind of get to know Jenna a little behind. Just look, what's behind? What is behind the Clara? Uh, so if you're a Doctor Who fan, then you should be delighted by this. If you're not a Doctor Who fan, then you'll just enjoy listening to her talk because she's very charming and has a, the best accent ever. Or we have an accent to her. But is it xenophobic to say that she has the accent? Well, to us, she has the accent. Uh, I don't know if our accents are as delightful as hers. But uh, here you go, the Nurse Podcast, episode number 339, with Jenna Louise Coleman. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is how it starts. There's no official start. We always sort of just ease into it. We talk no. about flying. Like an the, the wings aren't going to snap off. The wing is one long piece. No, no, the wing's not going to snap off. What I'm worried about is the engine. There's four engines. If you're flying to England, you're fine. Yeah, but I mean, no buts. I just feel like, buddy, you need should a all stay on the plane. You know what you need, Matt? You know what those, you know those, you know those pillows that are like a person that you can spoon with. Yes, I'm listening. You need a spoon buddy pillow okay. for your air travel. I had Mike Shaw next to me. I could have just grabbed him. He's your spoon buddy. But we're not here to talk about your spoon buddy. <laughs> Jenna Louise Coleman! Oh, my God! Nice to see you. You too. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for coming to America. Thanks for having me. You yeah. came here just for this podcast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing nothing else while I'm here. This is, this is so nice of you to, to insist that BBC bring you all the way to... You see, I couldn't make it. I couldn't make the second part in London. Right, yeah. So you owed us, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought, seeing as I was so rude and couldn't cancel the appointment, I'd best fly out to L.A. <laughs> That's Thank very you. sweet of you. Thanks. Big points already. Matt wouldn't have done that. Matt, he would have done that? No, he wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have done that. Because he's too... He's like, meh, I'm a doctor. I don't need to go anywhere. I know. Whereas she's like, you know what? I'm going to make a good first impression. Here I am. <laughs> well done. Technically, that's what a companion would do. That's right. Good job. Travel. She, you would travel. So what do you think of America? It's just radio studios. That's all America is. <laughs> um, I, I, I've been to LA for before, actually. I've spent, I lived out here for a couple of months. So um, I, I'm kind of a, a bit familiar. How was the breathing when you left LA? Were you like, oh my God, there's actually air outside of LA? Yeah. Because you don't know it when you're here. But when you go somewhere else and you inhale, you're like, oh, clean air. Well, I've come from London, so <laughs> oh, yeah. it kind of does feel like clean air, really. Yeah. London's all, not great for air. And all British children are, are they do a stint as chimney sweeps. Is that correct? Yeah. At least that's what Dickensian novels would yeah, have yeah, us yeah. believe. Everybody does it from about the age of kind of 11 to 12. <laughs> yeah, that's when you're, yeah. your prime chimney sweep yeah. years. <laughs> Matt, scoot the mic over just a little bit there. Which, scoot, just scoot Jenna's mic here? over, yeah, just a little bit over there. It's probably going to fall. Yeah, there we go. Good. Now we got it. Hi. 
Hey. So how's it been so far? It's sort of how long did you how long were you working on the show or did you work on the show before they announced that it was going to be you? No, it was good actually. I had about I had about 6 weeks of kind of total paranoia and secrecy before they announced it. <laughs> And you couldn't tell anyone? No, I couldn't tell anybody to the point where, you know, talking to your agent on the phone, you've got like code words and kind of like you're checking over your shoulder to make sure no one can hear you. Having a secret is weird. What like was your code word? What secret. was your code word? Oh, uh, men on waves. Men on waves. I spent so long. So I was auditioning for men on waves, which sure. obviously was Doctor Who. So when you turn up to your meeting, you have to go, hi, I'm here for men on waves. And, um, and uh, apparently, because it's the same that happened with Karen, it's an anagram of what was what would be the companion's name. So I was trying to work it out for ages, kind of thinking like Eva somebody or, or but apparently it was woman seven. Oh, interesting. Men, Men on, on waves. <laughs> now I kind of want to see that show. <laughs> you just, just, it was really, it was, she was auditioning for that movie, that surfing movie that Gabriel, that Renner did. Not no. Renner. Who, do, who is it? Which I one? get I get Jeremy Renner and the Scottish guy confused all the time. Ewan McGregor? Nope. The what? other Scottish guy. Gerard Butler. Yep. What surfing movie? The one Blue something. Yeah, like yeah. Premium Blue Rush. No. <laughs> I did have an audition for that. Did you really? And I never went because they told me to turn up in a bikini. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I never, I, I didn't go. Turn up in a bikini. Oh, by the way, can you turn up in a bikini? Literally, literally. And the bummer part is a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah. A lot well, of people did. Well, I mean, did. there are people in the movie, so yes. Yeah, People but they show up in a bikini. But they really, I always, with auditions, I, I don't know what it's like with, with, I mean, I don't know why I would think that auditioning in England is any different than auditioning here. It Does does it feel as kind of gross as it does here, or is it better over there somehow? It's different. It's kind of, they don't audition as many people. Well, obviously in, in the UK, because it's kind of, it's smaller. So you get a bit more time in an audition. It depends. I mean, I came here once during pilot season, which is kind of always pretty mad. Yeah. You know, so I was kind of jumping in the car, kind of listening to an Australian accent, like kind of getting into that character. And then you've got a change in the boot of your car and then you drive off to your next audition, kind of doing a Southern American accent. So it's kind of it's, it's mad. But I, quite, I enjoyed it. Can you, how's your American accent? Um, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that in a room full of Americans. Sure you can. Um, what do I say? What's something? You say, say I, sure, I sure love these delicious buffalo wings here in America. But you see, if I do this, I'm never going to get a job, am I? It's an American job. <laughs> I sure LA accent. Yeah, that's good. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm you got... sure. I what is it? Buffalo sure. wings. I sure love these delicious buffalo wings um, here in America. American. I sure love those buffalo wings here in America. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay? It works. It totally works. What's the key to the American accent? Is um, it apparently it's ours mm -hmm. for English people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I got told to um, say everything as if you're kind of like right. <laughs> That's it, right. I guess if you're if nailed you're, it. If you're if you're in England, everything sounds a bit like a question, doesn't it? True. Very true. Because you're always checking in with people. Yeah. Am I saying of, this like, right? Looking for a bit of reassurance. Is this okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Very polite. And I'm but, sorry. Can't but here, is, this is okay, isn't it? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. how we say it in America. <laughs> sort of rhetorical. I don't want you to answer me. I just want you to make eye contact. Uh, do you? Do you? Have you spent any other time here other than Los Angeles? Have you been to New York? Have you been to any other places in America? Um, yeah, I've spent a little bit of time in New York, kind of four or five days here and there. And um, like we drove up up the Pacific Coast Highway up to oh, San Francisco. Nice. And um, so, yeah. It really is nice. You could just drive off that cliff 
at any moment. <laughs> you are just doomsayer well, today. I'm just saying. Jeez. Did you but, notice that when you're driving? You're like, what happens if I accidentally just fall off a cliff? Will anyone notice? That's what I wonder. That's okay. So basically, here's what we've gotten from you yeah. two times now, uh-huh. Matt. Uh-huh. Both times there was some horrible <laughs> thing that you were afraid was going to happen to you. Yeah. And then you were concerned about the aftermath. Yeah, what, like would there be a special about me? What's the episode would, like? Would people notice? Who shows up at my funeral? Like, are you too busy? Are you doing stand up somewhere? And you I'll can't be go? performing somewhere. I can't go to your funeral. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wanted to be there. But I, I had to go perform That's in Michigan. That's valid. I would understand. <laughs> you would have wanted it that yeah, way. Yeah, I would have. Chris, I want you to make people laugh. Are you a doomsayer or are you generally upbeat? Um, I was pretty upbeat when I was driving by through the Pacific Coast Highway. <laughs> Sun was shining. You didn't think about falling off into the abyss of the ocean? No, I was kind of listening to like Tracy Chapman Fast Car and like, you know. <laughs> On repeat for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fast car. <laughs> You're gonna drive off the cliff and away. Oh, you heard those lyrics too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to, I don't know if I'm gonna drive or take a train, but I'm going to London in May and then gonna pop up to Scotland. You should probably take a plane. Uh, I'm not gonna drive from America okay, just to London. <laughs> um, but I love, London is such a lovely, I love it so much. It's adorable. You know what it is to, to Americans who visit London? It's, it's like uh, a theme park. Really? Yeah, it's like a giant theme park. Because, you know, if you go to Universal Studios in Hollywood, yeah, that, the, which is a theme park, yeah. right? Part of the theme park is devoted to a tiny Britain. So you walk over there, they have the, they have the mailbox, they have the phone booth, they have uh, pubs. But then you get over to actual London, and it's like the biggest theme park in the world. <laughs> and everyone talks like Harry Potter. I'm, I've been sorted into Ravenclaw. Do you know what your house is? Um, the one beginning with S. Slytherin. Slytherin. You're a Slytherin. I don't. I don't know. That's. I don't. Yeah. No, wait a minute. I, I was under the impression that anyone in England just absorbed all of the Harry Potter books. I enjoyed the films, but I never. I've never read the books. They're fun. I know. Don't worry I've about never, it. I think. I don't care about either. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I mean, I understand them. You know, they're like, yeah, hey, good job, good job. Those are enjoyable movies for people. I'm sure. But I'm not on board. Too much magic. I like the magic. They do have a, th- an, a Harry Potter theme park as well now. Yes, and in, in, in England, because there's one here in, in uh, Orlando, really. Florida, too. Ah, yeah. Well, where is the one you're talking England. about? Near Pinewood Studios. Like, where they oh, yes, it. the Harry yeah. Potter experience. That was the thing we were going to try to get Pierce Brosnan to go to us with. Like, we were going to have drag him there just because he's not James Bond anymore. We we're like, well, maybe we'll make him a wizard. But it never worked out. <laughs> Sounded like that didn't really pan out too well for us. It, well, you know, we're just scheduling. It now, Matt, scheduling. Matt has a lot of stories, but I want to talk to Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> so take it down. Um, what? Uh, where did you grow up? What did you? What, what did you study? Let's let's. This is this is your time for people because a lot of people who listen to this show also love Doctor Who. It's a big crossover, and uh, and so a lot of people are going, "Who is this?" sprightly young energetic woman on Doctor Who. So this is your opportunity to tell to tell everyone. So what let's let's dig in. Okay. Where where'd you grow up? Well let's start at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I was born to No 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 start well, a conception. You will actually like this because I technically really did grow up in a theme park. What? I grew up I, I was on. born in a place called Blackpool, which is which basically is is the pleasure beach, um which is this huge theme park. It's if you, They've got the biggest roller coaster in Europe called the Big One. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the big one. The big one, or the Pepsi Max. 
Okay. The um, Pepsi Max? So Blackpool is like where I'm from is like this huge kind of holiday resort. So people, when you say you're from Blackpool, think you live next door to the Pleasure Beach or grew up like in the Pleasure Beach. And it's famous for like rock, you know, rock. No. no. A stick of rock. Like is that, sweet. Oh, candy? Like rock candy. Yeah, rock yeah, candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, that's Blackpool rock. That's what it's famous for. So that's where I'm from. And then my granddad worked on the promenades and kind of, um, you know, like the hoopla stores yeah, yeah. and all that kind of thing and tells you your horoscopes. And that's, that's, that's really yeah, that's yeah. so much fun. Uh-huh. Did you ever go out there and work the work the boardwalk? Yeah, I did. When I, when I was like 14, it was, my, it was my summer job. So you kind of have to go out and try to talk to people and get them to come and play the hoopla <laughs> stall, even though you can never, ever win. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah, that, that's kind of an insider's secret. I've wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. My granddad had a brilliant, he's got the most amazing stories. And I love this story because there was this, um, he was saying one day there was this lady who came and she was spending so much money on, on the stalls to the point where it got to like hundreds of pounds. And he said to her, and he kind of took her aside and said, look, you need to stop because you're not going to win. And she's like, she said, my husband's been cheating on me. And this, this is basically his cash. <laughs> so she was like, stop. <laughs> Like, wasting his money, like, throwing at this hoopla stall trying to win a teddy bear. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So that's where I'm from. So then he said, step right up. <laughs> what were those? Uh, is, is, that, is that a seasonal thing? Is that is that just, like, summers? Yeah, summers are kind of pretty big because it gets, the weather's not great. But, um, yeah, so it's, like, opens up as, like, a big holiday summer resort. Is it still a good place to go? Or is it, like, is it... Uh... Mm. It's the 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 pleasure beach is still going, but it's kind of yeah, it's kind of died a bit now because people kind of go to Europe or to America, yeah. and you know. You know what? You know what the pleasure beach sounds like. That sounds like the setting for that hit show, Men on Waves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this to Stephen. <laughs> Men on Waves. It's got to appear somewhere in the show at some point. It probably will. It must do. Stephen's full of them. All of the kind of amagrams are all kind of peppered in all of the scripts everywhere. Sure. Yeah. Well, Torchwood, Doctor Who. Uh-huh. There's, that's the only one I know. I was, I was hoping someone else. Men on Waves. Men on Waves. <laughs> what was um, Karen's was Panic Moon. Panic Moon, yes. That's it's right. Like Men on Waves sounds like a super group with like Duran Duran, Aha, and Flock of Seagulls got together and became Men on Waves. <laughs> and they're playing at the Pleasure Beach. Oh my God, I love it. That's exactly where they would play. What, did you audition with scenes from the show or was it, did you meet or, or was it, did he just kind of write something for you to... Um, I, I started with an audition um, to play a kind of a Victorian governess, kind of very Mary Poppins-esque, like, we, like um, you saw the character in the Christmas special. Yeah. So that was going to be the companion for the entire series, was going to be this character who's very kind of, you know, telling the doctor what to do and la 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 la. And, and, um, and then they, as I was auditioning, basically everything changed and Stephen decided on something different. So then I had another audition and I had three characters to play at this one audition and I didn't understand anything about it. I was like, they clearly just don't know what they want because I'm playing like three different characters. Like, who's the companion kind of thing? But they couldn't really explain anything. So um, it was a case of just turning up and Matt was in this audition and they were like, you're trying loads of different accents and different characters and basically just letting me and Matt kind of play together. That's fun. It was really fun. It was fun. It was a fun audition. See, that's way better. There are no fun auditions in the States. <laughs> it's just a room full of dour people in suits who are just like, go. Well, we were in like the basement of the BBC and um, I, I arrived and then everybody left and kind of just left me and Matt in a room on our own together. And, you know, we we're like, hey, hey, kind of, you know, playing it cool. And then basically just ran around the room playing scenes from Doctor Who. Um, and kind of had that freedom, and then everybody came back in in their in their suits, and uh, we just kind of played. That's really fun. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that makes me so happy to know that the audition for the show was that. Yeah. Light. And, yeah, it's and, great. And then did you? Uh, 
I mean, obviously, it's the, the chemistry is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Did you sort of feel that right off the bat, or did you? Was there a little bit of like, oh, let's play around, we'll find it? No, it's. Do you know what I think was really good is that I wasn't massively familiar with the show before, and I didn't know Matt before, so I kind of didn't know him as the Doctor. So I didn't know. I couldn't kind of preempt him. I didn't know what he was going to throw at me. So then Matt kind of switched into Doctor mode. So everything I prepared went out the window, and he was kind of running around being the Doctor, and he kind of threw me, but in a great way, so that we both. I, it just felt really, really spontaneous, and kind of we both didn't know what each other was going to do, and it kind of. You know, it just went loads of different places. And I think, because Stephen didn't want me to watch the show after that either, he was really keen for me to kind of come in as the companion and see everything fresh yeah. and um, and go from there. That is such an interesting idea because, you, I mean, one of the things that keeps the show fresh over and over again is that everyone's different. All the characters are different. All the interactions are different. Yeah. You can love, you know, an interaction between a previous doctor and a different companion and still love the current doctor and a new companion. And yeah. And part of the way I guess maybe he does that is by don't focus on anything else. Just take it from how you want to do it. Yeah, because I, I watched I watched the 11th hour with um, Karen and Matt. And then from that moment, I kind of decided not to watch any more because I felt like I just might pick up on something. Um, but I suppose that is the role of the companion is you're seeing everything for the first time. You're kind of visiting an alien planet for the first time. Yeah. So. But she seems pretty unfazed. Yeah, I think um, uh, I think I think she's kind of that's kind of like the beauty of her in a way. Like you know, we've had all these things saying like she's a match for the Doctor and she's kind of she's a challenge. But I think it's the kind of thing like she doesn't kind of wear a heart on her sleeve too much. Um, but she's kind of like she has something to offer um, as well. Well, she's it's. Are you have, do you have comedy training at all, or did you have improv training or anything? No, not really. Because you're funny on the show. Oh, and you, good. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's like a real. It's it's different. Like it's it's a new it's a new fresh, fun, playful energy, and uh, and you can talk so fast. I really can. ADR is a nightmare. <laughs> you have to match uh. your you have to match your lip flaps. Oh my god, I can't I can't keep up with myself in ADR. I kind of make life quite difficult. I talk really fast. Did you were you aware of that, or does he, did did Stephen push you to? No, I'm aware now because I've been in the ADR studios back in London for a couple of weeks. But um, I think I think that's what he, I think that, that is apparently what Stephen quite liked about um, the the Doctor and, and Clara together. Yeah, did the, they cut together the first episode and go, "We're 12 minutes short." <laughs> <laughs> can you just talk a little bit slower? <laughs> what happened? So we could so we're gonna reshoot these scenes. Did <laughs> you talk a little bit slower? <laughs> but it's interesting because you know the the the. The doctor has basically just come off this uh, this relationship with a companion where he was very sort of fatherly, mm-hmm. um, even though he was hooked up with her daughter. But anyway, uh, the <laughs> very fatherly. But with you, there's definitely like you guys seem to be pretty evenly. Yeah. And there was a little bit of there's a little bit of stuff. Stuff. A little bit of a little bit of kissy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, there was quite a lot of kissy stuff. That was a really fun day, actually, because um, uh, it was basically we played around with with the scene on how many different reactions can the doctor have to a kiss. So there should be so many outtakes from that. Like we did somewhere the doctor kind of like found himself kind of really enjoying it. And then somewhere he was the doctor and didn't quite know what to do. And so there should be we kind of did loads of different things and then let them pick from the edit which one they wanted to go with. I wish the BBC would just release like just a montage of all the different reactions, just 10 reactions of the doctor being kissed. Are. There are so many. We, we've spent hours doing that scene, actually. 
It'll but, be on the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. The, uh, the, it's no one, at least, I mean, River kind of had that a little, was sort of evenly matched with him, but almost in a, um, I don't know. It, it, it was more like they were so familiar. Like her character was so familiar with his and it was very much like, we've been married for so long. Yeah. Don't you even remember, you know, but yours is almost like, um, like you met a, you met someone at a party and like, oh, this person's fun. And then you hook up, but then you're also playing it cool at the same yeah. time. It's, it's great as well because going into the kind of what really, because we saw the first episode the other day for the first time with the screening we had in London and me and Matt hadn't seen it yet. But what um, Stephen has set up for this series basically is that it's kind of like the way I see it is it's these two people that are kind of magnetically attracted to each other. But the doctor, she is an unsolved mystery, an unsolved equation that the doctor can't figure out. And there's kind of nothing that gets him more than that, that he doesn't have the answer. And basically to her, he's this madman who's turned upon her door dressed as a monk and like offered her all of time and space. So you've got these people who really get on and really, really like each other. But at the same time, they're kind of looking at each other and the whole time they're like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? So there's this kind of underlying tension and story that's going to thread through the whole series, which I think is it's going to be great, hopefully. And you're, um, you're going to get a really good payoff at the end of the series as well. Oh, I'm so excited. The woman who died twice and the impossible girl. And it's kind of all this feeding through the next series. Mm -hmm. I saw the first episode too. It's great. Oh, have you seen it? I loved it. Oh, good, um, good. And this, this will go up. Oh, I don't know. Should I put this up? I should probably put this up before. I wonder if I should put this up before or right after. Maybe I'll put it up right before. <laughs> trying to figure out if we should talk about... They'll tell us when they want us to put it up. Yeah, I know. But if we talk about the episode, then I, we can't put it up before. So right. if we don't talk about the episode... But I'm pretty sure they wanted it to air before. For the episode. Okay, so we won't talk any specifics of the episode, but I love the, which this is this has happened up to this point anyway. But just the idea that she's not thrown at all by him. Yeah. There's obviously something crazy going on. But there's something weird. There's some there's some timey wimey thing going on with her. There has to be because she's just too. I don't know. She's just not freaked out by him at all. Not at all. And I think that's the thing that gets him as well. Like, kind of, he's kind of used to, um, he's kind of used to that element of surprise and being able to kind of charm people like that. But she's kind of just by his side, kind of being like, "Cool, okay, we'll go Nobody, to space. Great." Nobody's as freaked out by the doctor as they should be. Like, <laughs> when you think about it, <laughs> everyone's like, "Okay, I'm I know, on board. I know, yeah, <laughs> let's well, go." Especially like our, the, those episodes with Rory's dad, where he's like, "Okay, you're in a time machine." Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love him. He's yeah. great, wasn't he? <laughs> it was fantastic. Was really where if you did step into a box that was bigger on the inside, and someone was like, "Oh, I'm an alien. This is a time machine," you'd be like, "Jesus!" Like you, you would, you'd pass yeah, out. Yeah, you'd have a pile of dead companions who'd had a heart attack <laughs> when they walked into the TARDIS. The TARDIS is powered on dead companions. <laughs> they just pitch them in. Uh, the, all the ones that had heart attacks, and if you don't have a heart attack when you see it, that's how yeah, he knows. Say, you stick okay, around. you're good. When you find the pool. So then maybe there's a secret room somewhere. There's a lot of secret dark, rooms. Isn't it? Darker, doctor, darker, doctor who. <laughs> Mar I mean, Moff, oh, emo doctor. Uh, well, I think he gets there sometimes. I think Moffat, I just, I keep wanting him to show one more room in the TARDIS at some point. We are doing an episode, this series called Journey to the Center of the TARDIS, where we basically, <laughs> we explore the entire TARDIS. <gasps> but you but the TARDIS is infinite, so there's kind of infinite number of rooms. But you actually really do get to explore like, and get so to see excited. all of it and go kind of into the center, to the heart of the TARDIS and see what's there. I, don't, I know this wasn't necessarily your goal for this trip, Jenna, <laughs> but you've just made my day so much better. <laughs> That's fantastic information. I've always wanted to know. I've always wanted to see that. I can't wait for someone to do a technical manual on it. Like, 
Matt has mm. one. Does he really? Well, not on the entire TARDIS, but like when he first got the job, he got given kind of what all the um, the knobs and things do on the TARDIS. He has got like an instruction manual for the actual TARDIS and he studied it and kind of, you know, I don't know if, I hope he wasn't winding me up because I completely bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they should release that as a man. They should release that no, as a No, I'm sure someone's going to write it, right? But like I kind of go, what does that one do? And Matt will be like, well, this is the um, infibrillator, blah, blah, blah. And he blah, actually blah. knows. Yeah, unless he is actually completely winding me up. <laughs> we'll know as soon know. as this episode comes out. No, it seems like they, whoever would, you know, the guys on set that built... The TARDIS. Would, that feels like something know. Moffat would want him to do. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah. okay, this like, really, this, this, you this. need to really understand how this works yeah. so that it doesn't feel random yeah. every time. And he had to give me lessons as well because, you know, it got to like, I think I've been on the job kind of like about four months, but we'd never done the TARDIS takeoff and landing. Mm -hmm. And um, so Matt did it and he looked at me and he was like, Jen. And I was like, huh? And he was like, you. We, took, we just took off. <laughs> I, was like, I was like standing still, kind of going, sorry, what? Like TARDIS driver's head. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, no. So when I do this, you know, we've taken off. So like he had to kind of give me a lesson on like the takeoff acting and the landing acting. That's really funny. Have you been to the TARDIS uh, museum in London? No, I haven't. But I live opposite in um, Cardiff, the Doctor Who experience. I can see it from my bedroom window. Oh. But I haven't, I haven't been yet. You live in one of John Barrowman's apartments? No, uh, Karen lived in his apartment. Um, no, I, I haven't. I'm pretty sure he owns Cardiff at this point. <laughs> no. That's really funny that people can walk out of the Doctor Experience and if they know where to look, yeah, you're just, you, you, should just, you should just stand creepily <laughs> in the window and just not move and see if people freak out. If someone's smart, they've heard this. They also live near the Experience and they put a cardboard cutout of you in their window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were you pre are you prepared for what's going to happen to your life now? Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just in terms of... Um, I, I think so. I mean, I'm kind of just taking it as, it as it comes, really. But, I mean, it's been... It's just been a stupid amount of fun. It's just... It's a really cool job. The kind of things that you get to do every day. And it's amazing from when we wrapped last year. Like, life seemed kind of really dull afterwards because... Yeah. You're literally, you spend, you know, I was like, where are the Cybermen? Like, what's going on? Kind of, why have I not got, like, you know, why am I not running down a corridor right now? Why am I not being chased <laughs> by something? And kind of the everyday starts to become kind of quite normal after you do a job like Doctor Who. So um, I'm just kind of enjoying it, really. You have to wait till Christmas. The Cybermen always show up at Christmas. And we I... Again, we have Cybermen this series. Oh, I'm so excited. I can tell you, this is, it's fine, I can tell you all this. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's totally fine. fine. Okay, good. Yeah, no. That was kind of to reassure myself. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check. Uh, the BBC will have to approve it, but Are I'm fine the, with it. Are you the companion that finally realizes how slow they move? <laughs> <laughs> they are fast this year. I oh, tell no. You that much. Like slow and fast zombies. Oh, I don't like that. Fast Cybermen. Did you, uh, uh, have you, wait, the episodes, have you starting to get recognized around London yet? Not much. Again, we we we, we just we might, you say this. that disappointedly. But it's the question most people ask me. And uh -huh. again, like, are you kind of you know your your life's going to change? And are you really prepared? And like, it really hasn't. Apart from like I say, I've got this really cool job, and I I kind of do interviews and stuff. And other than that, it kind of feels the same so far. So I don't know if it will change. But I've got this theory that I'm not going to get recognized as much because I'm short. What? <laughs> That's not a terrible theory. I can see where she's coming from. Yeah, with that. thank you. Because yeah. a lot, of, but you see, with Matt, you can see Matt a mile off, and he's got a really distinctive walk. Mm -hmm. So you can see him. You can tell yeah. it's him. You can tell it's Doctor Who from behind. And even. he has very distinctive hair and a very yeah. distinctive head. Whereas I'm short, so most people kind of look down, like or look a, a straight yeah. over me. Through a sea of Claras. 
Yeah, but then I bet I bet Karen's like super tall and yeah. a redhead, so yeah, she yeah. probably got recognized all the time. Yeah, we'll see. Cut to Comic Con. This is interesting. <laughs> I might. I might. Oh well, I, I think you know. I do remember that. Um, I do remember talking to Matt about in London. He's like when they when they came to New York that first time mm-hmm. for the premiere, and people were camped out for two days and losing their minds. He was like, "It's not like this over there." Yeah. I mean, it it'll. That for the first time that happens, I think, you know, it'll be like, oh, jeez. Yeah, I think I was filming in Cardiff till December. I've kind of been away and doing, like, stuff in London. So I think I'm yet to experience that side of it, really. We were. She was asking us about Comic-Con when we shot with her in, uh, in London. And Matt and I were trying to explain it. We think you should just put a mask on and walk the floor. There's no... Dress up and walk the floor. Yeah, there's... You no... can't walk the floor as yourself. You wouldn't be able to walk the floor as yourself. People, you, you would... It'll be like Beatlemania. It'd be Claramania. <laughs> what would happen? Oh God damn it! There's already a T-shirt mashup happening right now. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it's it's like that's the that's where all the fans will be. It'll it'll blow your mind the first time you see it, but I think in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're Did you be locked in a hotel room the whole time, just staring out at people? <laughs> <laughs> What did you study? Did you did you uh, did you did you study acting in school, or what did you, or did you just start acting like right out of? Um, I I got my first job when I was auditioning for drama school, so I, I kind of sidestepped the drama school and then kept on working. Oh wow! When you yeah. sidestep it, did you say later suckers? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Oh. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah. So I I just started working, and then it kind of it went from there. And so, what type of what types of jobs? Like, do you feel like up to this point, there was a certain type of job that you were getting all the time and this is sort of a departure from that or does this fit in? I Yeah, kind of the last two years I was doing a lot of um, period dramas. So this is why I fit like, you know, kind of for being on the run, you know, I've, I've kind of spent two years kind of in corsets and um, uh, so th- this is a massive departure from that. They probably a- hired you because there's less material than putting Kira Knightley in a fucking thing because she's so, <laughs> like, oh, she's short. It's cheaper. <laughs> well, there's two, there, there's a whole industry in England of just, you could just do, you could just do period dramas. Yeah, yeah. And more, and especially since, I think, since Downton Abbey as well, like, you know, more and more and more getting made all the yeah. time. Did you watch Downton Abbey? Yeah, I did. I haven't, I saw a few episodes of the first season, but yeah, I just. Yeah, I've seen the first season. How is it? They have to watch it. Like you get, ch- you're a chimney sweep when you're 11 and 12, <laughs> and then when you're 13, you watch Harry Potter. 14, you watch EastEnders. <laughs> 15, little Top Gear, and then when you're 16, that's when they make you watch Downton Abbey. <laughs> well, are there some good? What are some good British other other British television shows that? Uh, or do you do you, you probably don't even have time to watch television anymore? Um, oh, I've just been watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm that's to, not watched... English. Oh, I know, I know, I know, but I'm up to, I'm basically, I'm, I'm as far as I can watch at the moment, waiting for the next bit to come out. Eight more episodes. <sighs> I know. Mm. Oh, I can't wait for someone to talk about those episodes after they air. <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I, that's the network, that's the other network I work for in the States. Okay. Has Breaking Bad. Ah, okay. So. Do you watch Walking Dead at all? No, Matt's, Matt is into this at the moment, but I've, I haven't seen any of it. It's like a period piece, but without uh, corsets and zombies. Without corsets, but add zombies. Add but zombies. add zombies, yeah. So not zombies not and corsets. Not Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Right. That's. Did you read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? No. 
someone is, so when all these sort of supernatural characters started gripping our culture again there was a resurgence of vampires and werewolves and zombies and people went through and you know like made abraham lincoln vampire hunter or they rewrote all these jane austen books with zombies in them so yeah they're, Pride, they're, they're Pride making a film of it uh, yeah i think yeah. they are i think they are making a film of it yeah why not you should uh, have you ever done a horror movie no i haven't i you haven't you gotta do a horror movie one time i did a short film um which is kind of a horror movie kind of being kind of chased by an alien yeah i don't like it but not in a doctor who way it was quite dark what was it what was it it's called imaginary forces <gasps> where can we see imaginary forces? i don't know i've never seen it <laughs> <laughs> Is it imaginary, imaginary forces? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I just imagined the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's when you think about, because, you know, you were going to go to drama school and there's drama school acting, but I don't think anything can really prepare you for what I what I imagine the Doctor Who schedule is like, which is you have a few days to shoot a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you're working like 14 hours a day. Yeah. 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 It's fast. It's really, really fast. But it, it's kind of... It works best that way, and it's kind of really exhilarating. But it's kind of tech, like technical things, um, like running, but remembering not to get so into it that you lose all of your awareness of the camera team around you and headbutt the camera, like I did. <laughs> what? On my first, like, on my first week. Because the thing is, you get kind of, you know, you're being chased and you're kind of getting into like, you know, being scared and and, and running. And I got kind of far too into it that I kind of completely lost my bearings and then headbutted the camera. Oh, it's gonna so be it's, such you a know, good blooper like, reel. It's like technic technically, it's a completely different job as well. Do you have to? Uh, are, are you? Do you work? So you work all day, and then how do you spend a lot of time at night? Like, because you have you, there's a lot of technical jargon for you, and I imagine there's going to be more coming up. That well, to be honest, Matt has it's Matt really that has the kind of the technical jargon. I asked him how he learned it actually, and he was like, he learns it in kind of a song, like a like a rhythm, and um, he's like, so he'll when he's got to be like the the. The blah, 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 blah. I keep doing blah, 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 but imagine this is like... Yeah, they're technical jargon. terms, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so to kind of to learn that kind of stuff, he says it in a way like, I'm going to the shop to buy some chewits and la, 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 and learns it in kind of a way that he can understand and then puts like all the jargon into it. And that's how he gets it into his head. So it's like saying something completely normal and natural for him as the doctor. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But my, um, my, it's kind of no, it's okay for me jargon wise, really. I'm normally the one going, what? Why? <laughs> what does that mean? Do you? How much time did you spend in Cardiff? Was it like not? Were you, were you there pretty much for the whole year? Yeah, like I was there for about seven, eight months last year. Oh wow, a lot of time to be in Cardiff. I've never been to Cardiff. I always, I want to go. I at least just want to. You guys, you should come to Cardiff. I will. Isn't it in Wales? <laughs> yeah. We're not allowed. We're not allowed in Wales. <laughs> what? Not allowed in Wales. Why? I would just make fun of the alphabet. Constantly. It's ridiculous. Why? The Welsh language. Have you ever read anything in Welsh? Who reads anything in Welsh? Listen, sometimes when you're antique shopping, you come oh. across some Welsh... Have you seen Matt's favorite show, Bargain Hunt? <laughs> Bargain Hunt? Yeah, it's the greatest show ever. 12.15 every day, BBC One. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Well, take a look. If you're ever at home, not doing anything... You know, it's funny, as I was talking to Arthur Darville about this. After he stopped watching, after Doctor Who wrapped up for him, he found himself at home watching Bargain Hunt every day. <laughs> so were you guys nerding out over Bargain Hunt? Yeah, we talked about it a bit. I mean, it's fun. It's a great show. You should watch it. In Bargain Hunt, two teams go antique shopping. Yep. 
and then they have to come with back with an expert appraiser with them. I have seen this. Yes. I have seen it. Yeah, it's and great, right? Yeah, and oh yeah, and, and then, then they, everything goes into auction, and then they win whatever the profits are. Yeah, or if they're really bad at it, they lose money. Yeah, that's what happened. But on the they day don't have I to pay it. out money. Usually, they'll win. Like the winning team will win like seven pounds. <laughs> Chris looks really depressed right now. He's always depressed. Because Matt doesn't shut up about Bargain Hut. He thinks it's, it's the greatest fucking show. fucking amazing. It's not. It's good. It's, I'm sure it's fine. There's a translation missing. I think they need to, we need to do it over here. Someone needs to do it correctly over here. They tried it, and it was not good. I Are you wearing all green for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, why? Oh, that's adorable. It's what you do. I'm from Boston. We have to do this. Do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Mm, I don't personally... But um, a lot of people in London do. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> and it's going to be awful here tonight in Los Angeles. Yeah, don't go out. Really? No, don't. People are already drunk, and it's 1130 in the morning right now. My favorite bar, uh, which is an Irish pub, it's called Tom Bergen's, they opened at 6 a.m. Wow, really? Yeah. And they'll close at 2 in the morning, and some people will be there the entire time. The, I mean, I honestly think... Americans think that St. Patrick is the patron saint of alcohol poisoning <laughs> because it's so it's so intense. He was just a guy who converted some pagans in the 400s. He banished the snakes from from Ireland and he will banish all the booze from your stomach at the end See, of the night. See, this is a this is a this is a Doctor Who this is a Doctor Who storyline is that you guys go back, you meet St. Patrick and the doctor's wearing a green bow tie and St. Patrick's like, "A height green." <laughs> It's my least favorite color. But then when he banishes the snakes, you find out they're just reptilian aliens. That's what he's actually banishing. Why are you writing this down, Jenna? I know. I was just about to say, I'm going to get my pad and pen out and I can send it to Steve. You need to be taking notes. No, seriously. It's it's all going in. I'm just digesting it all. It's magic. We've never been lied to more charmingly. Are you thinking in Doctor Who in the sense that would you like would you go out? Do you go? Oh look, that looks like a TARDIS. Oh that that looks like a Silurian. Oh look, that looks like a. You do a little bit. Like it does take over. Like it does take over your life. I really like to. I'm going to sound a bit sad here, but I really like to walk around London and kind of like imagine what would happen if you, you know the TARDIS just popped up and you kind of the Doctor sat there like. You know. <laughs> but if 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 the Doctor showed up and there was a TARDIS. Would you get in it? I'd probably have a heart attack, and then I'd be added to the pile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the pile, pile powering dead. the TARDIS. Exactly. <laughs> you would never. You would never. I don't know. I mean, it really depends on what my life situation is. But then it'd be a really bad TV show. Right. <laughs> if, if never, it's just a doctor in search of a companion. Then it's just <laughs> a dating show. Anywhere. It's just an intergalactic oh dating show. Oh, my God. Next Red Nose Day, they should just do a short where <laughs> just he keeps trying to find a companion. They keep having heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the doctor, do you think that's a character that he can never have a girlfriend? He could never, ever have a girlfriend. It's, he's he like a the, wife. But, but so, yes, and yes, he did, but. Their marriage was binding. I know, but, <laughs> but I still feel like, you know, he's that classic Greek tragic hero that has to help everyone else but he's always going to be lonely yeah like i I yeah he's always going to be he's always going to be the doctor i don't i think he's kind of you know he has to kind of retain that kind of you know he's really cool but then he's also kind of bit mr bean as well that kind of bumbling (laughs) you know you know you can imagine can you imagine him on a date like at a table and i think Stephen even said he was thinking of this was like way back I hope he still isn't thinking of doing it, but like the doctor on a date and, you know, the lights are going dim and he doesn't understand. And it's like that kind of, you know, that kind of that humor. He kind of just doesn't get it quite right. Right. Do you think that uh, uh, have you have you 
does he remind you of anyone that does that character remind you of anyone that you've ever dated? No, I've never I've never really been on a date. What? I, I don't know. No, it's different in England. Like you kind of. Do you meet up at a asked, pub or something? I got asked on a date once when I was like 17, 18. And I was so terrified and I really didn't want to go on a date with this guy. So, oh, it's awful. I pretended that I didn't know it was a date. Poor guy. <laughs> oh. Should have just said no. I, I know, but he, you know, you put on the spot and then I didn't. I, yeah, so that doesn't really count as a date. No, it doesn't. That's, but that, to be fair, that's what a girl does if she doesn't really want to, if she doesn't really want it to be a date. Yeah, and then it's just drinks. Because if you what, really well, if, if you really liked the guy, you would have gone. Yeah. Uh, Kiki, when she was asked to go on a date by Jeff Goldblum, she brought her sister. Your girlfriend went on a date with Jeff Goldblum? Yep. With her sister? Well, she took her <laughs> sister, because same situation. <laughs> she didn't really want to go on the date. Now, Jeff Goldblum seems like a guy like could be going on a date with a doctor. Be like, why, 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 are, the, why are the lights dimming? I don't understand why are the, why are the lights dimming. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum would have made a, a great... Doctor. It, well, not so great, because he couldn't fix that fly machine situation. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the dinosaurs. <laughs> That's so funny that you've never been on a date. So what happens? You just meet at a pub in, in groups? or Yeah. Is I it... mean, don't get me wrong. I think people in England do go on dates. I just Yeah, they have eharmony.co.uk. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Facebook. Yeah. I mean, going on dates is genuinely uncomfortable yeah not into it that sense do you think that's kind of a british thing of like of of avoiding like just not i think it's you know i'm it's awkward silences for me that's what i used to be most terrified of when i was younger awkward silence and i think that's the uh, like a date thing yeah oh let's have one now no oh, i knew you'd do this i'm just gonna keep on talking so we can't <laughs> have upper one. Lip, if come i just on. keep on talking then it just can't happen so anyway I doctor just, who um, <laughs> Just, uh, oh. Do you um, want to order appetizers? Or? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. This is like the most awkward date ever, isn't it? Well, you have to understand that you coming on the podcast is basically like a first date with a pod- with the podcast. Okay. Because everyone's getting to know you. So it's sort of so – this is, this is exactly what a first date situation would be like. It would be talking. Oh, what do you like to do and how's the – What do you do in your spare time? Oh, um, hi <laughs> – I'm nervous. I can, I can answer that question for him. He works in his spare time. Yeah, I work all the time. <laughs> I work all the time. I don't really have a lot of spare time. Too bad. You should get some. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Are you good with spare time? No. It's weird, right? Yeah. Then you're just left alone with your thoughts. Who yeah, wants that? I like to do stuff. Me too. I have six to eight hours of spare time a week. It's great. <laughs> I just bargain hunt. <laughs> I just can't, even if I'm, you know, even as much as I travel, if I'm in a hotel room and I don't have to work until like 8 p.m. that night, I am doing computer work. Like, I just can't. You can't stop. Mm-mm. What, on, what about, oh, I was about to say, what about Sunday? Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sunday, and then my, um, the show that I, I do a show that follows The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. where we talk about The Walking Dead, and it, uh, that shoots, that's on Sundays. It literally follows The Walking Dead in two ways. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, with, so I work on Sundays. And then usually during the when I'm not doing that, I'm doing stand up on Fridays and Saturdays. So yeah. it's it's nonstop. Pretty ridiculous. What are you gonna do when you what 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 do you try to do with your time off when you have time off? Mm, well, to be honest, there hasn't been much. Like since I've started this, especially since I've started the show, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a great deal. But kind of travel really, um, kind of holidays and travel and yeah. Where do you want like to go? Where do you want to go? Yeah, that's where I, I really want to go. I want to go to Italy this summer. 
All right. I like Italy. I mean, I was hoping for Disney World, but I mean, (laughs) Italy's cool too, I guess. What uh, what part of Italy do you want to go to? I want to get a car and drive around. Um, I want to go to Florence and. That's good, I guess. You visit the new Pope, you can go to the Vatican. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Hang out with Frankie. Pope Francis the first. Yeah, Frankie. (laughs) Frankie. Hey, Frankie Popes. I've never. (laughs) I've been to Venice and I've been to Milan. And uh, an Italian was my language in college. That, that was the language I studied in college. And I remembered some of it. But then they start talking at you really fast. Oh, and then you try and then it kind of, yeah, yeah. Well, because you, you know, you have that. Did you take another language? Spanish. You study Spanish? Do uh-huh. you still speak it? Um, no, I remember, um, I remember like the first four lines of my, uh, or, my Spanish oral test. Which was? Um, Durante las vacaciones fui en avión con mi familia y durante el día visité las monumentas en la ciudad. Oh. Yeah. That's, you're going to do well in Los Angeles. Um, with that one. During, during the holidays, I went to Spain with my family and visited monuments in the city. <laughs> oh, my God. That totally reminds me of those language. Yeah, we had to do those language labs, too, and it was just all touristy stuff. <laughs> like, uh, Where's uh, the bathroom? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dove il telefono del lavoro qui vicino? E lago maggiore? Ho studiato alla scuola. Like it was a lot of. I studied at school. I went to college. Is there a telephone nearby? Can you hail me a cab? Can oh. you hail me a cab? Why can't you hail your own cab? Because I'm American. There's a language barrier, not nope. a physical barrier I'm of you putting dumb. your hand out to a cab. <laughs> Please help me. My roommate is bleeding. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's important. That's an important <laughs> so one. Weird. Especially on St. Patrick's Day. Italy's <laughs> lovely. Italy's really lovely. I, I uh, 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 took a train through, from Venice, took a train up into Switzerland and then back to, to Paris. It was nice. really nice. Do you get to travel a lot in Europe? You, like going to Europe for you guys is basically like going to Chicago if you live in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah I can get. I can get to like... Paris in under two hours. You can go. I've been to Paris for lunch, and then you come back to London again. I've been to Vegas for lunch. Oh, gross! Same difference. (laughs) Except Paris is awesome. You went to the Paris Hotel Hotel. in Las. Have you been to Las Vegas yet? No, I haven't. So yeah, where would you recommend I go? Las Vegas. Las Vegas is great. It's not great. Okay, for you, because you don't like to gamble or drink. I know, but 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 restaurant wise, they have amazing. There was amazing food in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. Food's all the amazing. best restaurants, all the best chefs in the world have restaurants. Is in wh- Las what's Vegas. the equi- what's the British equivalent? Because Las Vegas is basically a place where Piccadilly Circus, where everyone. No, 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 no. It's not even Piccadilly Circus, but La- Las Vegas is basically it's like a planet the doctor would visit where everyone's on their worst behavior. How good would it be to do a Doctor Who episode there? Oh, I love it already, Stephen Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing? We're going back and seeing St. Patrick. Yeah. That's why we're going to make Men on Waves yeah. at Pleasure Beach. And then now <laughs> we have to we have to send the TARDIS to... Into Vegas. We're going to do the episode where everybody has the heart attack and nobody gets on. <laughs> There's no companion. Yeah. Okay, here, he, okay, so here's my pitch for Vegas Doctor Who, is that the Doctor wants to go back to ancient Egypt, but he accidentally turns up at the Luxor, which is this a pyramid-shaped hotel in Las Vegas. You do a whole series there. Then he wants to go to Paris. He ends up at Paris. Then he wants to go to New York. He ends up at New York. He's not New York. taking a ca- and then and then the- he wants to go to medieval times and he ends up at the Excalibur. At the Excalibur, yeah. And then and he doesn't have to travel in the TARDIS. There's just a blue cab that just takes you guys up and down the strip. People are on their worst behavior in Vegas. It's like 
It's day. It's, it's literally like the hangover. It's exactly like the hangover. Every day. And every day Mike Tyson ends yes, up in your hotel room. You will room. see people <laughs> you will see people acting like yeah. You don't necessarily have to do that. Though. Like I'm gonna see people today, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Every day in Vegas is St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> How much time do you have in Los Angeles? I'm here till Thursday. Oh, you are? And and are you just doing nonstop press the entire time? Um pretty yeah, it's pretty busy. Yeah, yeah. We've got quite a bit of press to do, and a couple of my friends live here as well, so um, I get to see them. That's nice. nice. Yeah. What do you like? What do you like to do in Los Angeles? If you lived here for a couple months, is there anything that you particularly enjoy? Um, what is there to do in Los Angeles? Kind of. What would you? What, what should I do? What isn't there to do in Los Angeles? Oh. Um, I kind of. Feel, I feel like like I've been kind of. I've been to the observatory and down Santa Monica, Venice. Yep. yep. Um, Go to the tar pits. They're right across the street. Go to the little Brea tar pits. Look at a statue of a sad elephant. Oh. Yeah, a lot of a lot of animals sank in tar, and then their remains are across the street. I don't mean current animals. I mean like ancient, ancient, ancient animals. And you can go see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah right across the street. There's Literally a museum. Across the street. Really? Yeah. A lot of dire wolves and mammoths yeah. and uh, saber tooth tigers, saber tooth tigers, and that's whatnot. That's actually pretty cool. See, all right, that's something you could do. So right next to it, Lachma, you can go to the Museum of Art. Which this is, this is very exciting. Uh, and I mean that sarcastically. There is uh, basically a giant pit of tar across the street. It's a giant, and it smells like a driveway. Uh, and the tar problem is so bad that they have to it it floods under the street, and they constantly have to pump it out because this whole area is like the tar is seeping under all all the buildings. Did you park downstairs? You probably got dropped off. But if you park, <laughs> if you park downstairs, there's just tar seeping in the walls. Seriously? It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it's great. That's why this side of the building doesn't have plumbing. There's <laughs> no the bathrooms tar. on this side of the building because of the tar. So you could go to the table. tar pits. What do you do in Los Angeles? I don't know. You could go to Melrose. Where they put you up? At the London? So you're not, not going to tell you where she's staying. <laughs> well, I mean, this will be long. She'll be long gone by the time this airs. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. What part of town are you in? Do you know? Um, I am Beverly Hills way. You're in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, Beverly Hills is... It's... Good restaurants. It's out worth there. seeing for a minute. There's not really much to do there. It's just all you know, obnoxious rich people and shopping. It's like I'm high probably street. just gonna drink cocktails with love my friends. Beautiful, great idea. Where are you gonna drink them? <laughs> in the sunshine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What's the weather like in England right now? So bad. I, I was driving around yesterday and I literally just had like my hand out the window to feel that bit of sun. It's pretty great. We were in Michigan yesterday, mm -hmm. and it was 30 degrees. I would imagine it was probably snowy. She doesn't understand that, 30 degrees. It was uh, negative two. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's you're right, because 32 is freezing for us. <laughs> okay. But you're on the much more convenient metric system. <laughs> Makes um, more sense for zero to be freezing. So, let's see, you could go to... Well, I mean, I'm, I, Disneyland is so great. Yeah, go to Disneyland. What's wrong with you? Do you have time? You probably don't have time to go to Disneyland. It's an hour away. Yeah, probably not. Does she have time to go to Disneyland? No, looking for permission. Lexus. Tuesday? Tuesday. Go Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm going tomorrow, so. Oh, be, you are? Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll scout it out. Okay. Let you know how busy it is. I'm going to. It's the Game of Thrones premiere uh -huh. uh, tomorrow, so I'm going to go watch the first app of that. Nice. Then, Sounds exciting. Yeah. Where do they shoot that? Wales? Belfast. Everything's in Wales. Ireland. Nope. Okay. St. Patrick's Day. Oh my god, it's perfect. <laughs> Watching Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> I wonder what craziness Tyrion Lannister's up to this season. 
everything was pretty messed up at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, it's I'm all going to sort itself out in the first episode, I think. And then the rest of it's just going to be a happy time of raising <laughs> dragons in peace. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my friends, the Sklar brothers, refer to Game of Thrones as <laughs> tits with a chance of dragons. It's <laughs> 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 a lot of nudity, and then maybe you'll see a dragon. Also, a bit of death thrown in. There's some death and some sword play. <laughs> it's going to be a heavily, it's going to be a lot of dragons this season, though, I think. I'm looking forward to it. Game of Thrones. Is that a show? Uh, when, you, when, you, uh, when you watch stuff, are there shows that you're like, oh, I could have done that? Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose there's shows like that you kind of you watch and you want to be involved in, like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, so yeah, sure. Breaking Bad, um, I'm sorry it's not going to be on anymore for you to be on it. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, when, whenever, you know, whenever you're done with Doctor Who, we'll just reboot Breaking Bad. That's what we do in America. We should just, do you know what? We should just do the pilot of Men on Waves. We should get it together. <laughs> which, which was Breaking Bad. That sounds like thematically Breaking Bad, Yeah. Men on Waves. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. I'll write it. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Breaking Bad sitcom Men on Waves. Have you ever wanted to do a have you ever done a sitcom? No, I haven't. I auditioned for some while I was over here. Yeah. But no, I have never never done one. I see a lot of you could do you could do a lot of comedy. I see I think Doctor Who's gonna open you up for comedy. Oh, I like that. Good. Okay. <laughs> I kind of played my first two the first two jobs that I had, I was a murderer in both of them. Um <laughs> <laughs> so Comedy's good. <laughs> well, you're funny on the show, so that's why I'm actually the first. I, I guessed wrong because when I when the first time I, first time I saw you, I was like, oh, they they brought in like someone with like a comedy background. No, that no. was my guess. Did you like a lot of comedy growing up? Um, I you know I actually didn't watch telly that much growing up. I really didn't. Um, you were on the boardwalk. Simpsons. I yeah. Just watched, everyone watched Simpsons growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was on the. I was working, man. Fourteen years old. Scamming, scamming old people on the boardwalk. That chimney sweeping at night. <laughs> Is Why that when you do it? Chimney sweep at night. You can't. You can't see anything. You can't see if you're if you're doing a good job. You can't. Wait look a up minute. And... Night goggles. You didn't chimney sweep at all, did you? <laughs> you don't have black lung. You don't have fingerless gloves. I just imagine every. This is. It's just the prejudice of of. It's like every British kid has that picture of them with fingerless gloves with the hat and the, the soot the on the face. The, like the white circle yeah. eyes. <laughs> Around the eyes. Singing and dancing the way across the chimney tops. Do you think, is, is acting the thing that, like, is that, is that, have you figured it out? Like, that's what you want to do with the rest of your life? Or do you think, oh, at some point I want to open a spice shop? <laughs> spice shop? Um... Just sell Spice Girls memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could exist too. I think it probably does exist. I'm, I'm sure, sure it does. There's a there. I was when we stayed. Uh, we stayed in London, and around the corner from where we were staying is a Beatles, just a Beatles London shop. Okay, but that's the Beatles. Yeah, but still, no, but still, an entire store. Yes, the Beatles. I don't know if the Spice Girls deserve that. The Beatles are still, but the Spice Girls each have their own distinct personalities. <laughs> If you were a Spice Girl, which Spice Girl would you be? Um, you see, it cha- you see, I always wanted to be Baby Spice when I was younger. Sure. But now I'm older. I think this takes some serious consideration. Maybe uh, is um, Posh Spice. Posh, yeah, yeah. I feel like she did the best of the bunch. She, yeah, she she's doing pretty well. Yeah. She doesn't look healthy now, though. She's too skinny. 
Like it's it's almost a little. She looked so angry at the Olympics that she had to be there. It was pretty funny. I think I would be. And also, Ginger was thinner than she was, which I think extra pissed her off. <laughs> Is this you reading between the lines? You like, no, I, I see just, what's going I on. I know here. what's going on. <laughs> you want to see the Spice Girls reality show? Is what you want? I would watch that in a second. I would watch that. <laughs> Who wouldn't watch that? I would. Who wouldn't watch that? For some reason, they all have to be in a house, even though they're all millionaires. They're like, you have to live in a house together, just like the monkeys. That maybe they, maybe there could be a plot of like five houses, and they're all connected somehow. So they have to interact. So it's it's almost like it's almost like a hamster condo or a gerbil condo, where it's like they get their own well, little in, pieces, uh, but they all come together. In help. They live, they all walk in separate doors and they each have their own like sort of like section, but it's all open floor plan and they all live together. The Beatles all live together in separate. I'm actually surprised there hasn't been a, like a Spice Girls reality show. Like if they were going to do a reunion tour and they decided to document mm. them getting back together. they're not going to do a reunion tour, so it's just not going to happen, Chris. Well, I'm okay with it. You seemed bothered by I it. Mean, I'm, I mean, I feel like there's more for them to give. Do you have any musical background? Have there's you ever wanted to do any sort of musical there. stuff? Yeah, when I was younger, I, re- I wanted to do loads of musicals, actually, when I was, like, younger, younger. Um, I actually did a musical when I was 10, and um, I got the part by singing Happy Birthday to myself. <laughs> that was what we had to do at the audition. So you had to do, Happy Birthday, dear Jenna. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's quite depressing, isn't it, actually? <laughs> Happy Birthday to me. <laughs> Oh, but so I, sad. I would have blown that audition because as a joke, I would have done it crying. <laughs> 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 and they would have been like, all right, smart You just smart pulled ass. cake out of your pocket. <laughs> just a smushed crying. up piece of cake crying. <laughs> then you just put a candle in it and light it. Yeah. And I don't blow out the candle. I just drip a tear onto it. <laughs> just a single one. Just a single tear. And it just... <laughs> just why does that make me so happy <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of shit that I would do when I was in school that's why I was unpopular and no one liked me so I was too busy trying to be funny did you have a lot of friends growing up or were you did you keep to yourself I am um, I I actually I so I went to so as well as growing up on uh, in a theme park um I I went to a school which was like a little house and there was like eight people in my year my best friend was um called Ivy Lee and she was Cantonese um but then I went to a normal school when I was about 14 and After that. What was the transition like? Um, it, was, it was okay. I kind of went a bit naughty for a little while. I think like trying to show off and make friends and stuff, like moving from school to school. What, like stealing street signs and stuff? No, like like kind of like trying to be funny and getting sent outside the class. And we had to wear bow ties. <gasps> um, my school uniform was, I had a green bow tie and that was my school uniform. And they asked me in an interview the other week, so like, so you know, and I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, I went through a phase of being a total rebel. And they're like, well, what did you do? You know, and I was like, I didn't wear my bow tie. And I got <laughs> attention. <laughs> the interviewer was so disappointed. She's like, oh. Okay, <laughs> expecting some, you know, kind of raucous activity. Yeah, expecting like, yeah, the five of us would do like a mountain of drugs and set buildings on fire. But with the same intensity, you're like, I didn't wear my bow tie. <laughs> yeah. oh, I got a detention. One day my socks didn't match. <laughs> 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 yeah, I wasn't really a, I was always afraid of, you know, there was, there were certainly a lot of social pressures when I was growing up to do stuff like that. But I was, I was too scared. I was always like. We're going to get caught. Like, I was the guy who was like, we're going to get caught. I was never the guy who was like, drive through the window. Like, I never, I was never that guy. We're going to get caught. Instead, watch me sing happy birthday to myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do, were you, did you have siblings growing up? Yeah, an older brother. What does he do? Um, He's a joiner. 
What's that? Oh, I, uh, what do you building, guys call right? it here? So he does like, like say if you in a, go in a shop or a bar, he'll like do the interiors of the shop and the bar and fit oh. them all in. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That. I knew that somehow. What do you call it Probably here? bargain hunt. <laughs> contractor, really. Contractor. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, a contractor. So he's a contractor. <laughs> but in America, a contractor uh, goes three times over budget and takes four times longer than you they tell like you it's going to. someone gonna... who just bought a house. And... What, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that just because I've owned a house since November and I still don't live in it? That doesn't mean anything. It means exactly what we all expected to happen. <laughs> do you want to, do, do you think, is, is London your city? Like, is that where you're going to stay? Yeah. I'd like, again, like, I'd like to spend, I'd like to go to New York and like live there for a little bit and move around a bit. But I definitely, I think London's home. Yeah. That's nice. And then you never answer the question, is, is acting the thing or do you, do you have any other plans at some point? No, I act, acting's a thing, yeah. Acting is a thing. I'd like to write. I don't know. I'm going to see. I'd really like to write or like, I think, adapt something. Because I, 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 love, I love reading before I see the film. It's kind of, that's my, I read a lot. Um, but for now, it's definitely acting's the thing. What's what are your f- favorite book? Oh, yeah. um, East of Eden. All right. And what are you reading right now? I just finished Jamaica Inn. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. <laughs> I-N-N? Like, welcome to the Jamaica Inn. Uh, no, <laughs> like 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 hotel in. Yeah, it's like set in the eighteen hundreds. It's quite like a dark kind of Wuthering Heights esque gothic uh. period drama. So maybe what you'll do is you'll read a book that you really love and you'll adapt that's, it. That's yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, and that's what I'd like to do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If you could adapt any book, what book would you adapt? Mm, maybe Jamaica Inn, just because I've just read it. All right, so we're going to do this. Yeah, so how, wait, how, I need to write this down. Like, how many TV shows are we making here? We've got the Spice Girls yeah. reality TV show. Okay, that was the fourth show. Okay. We just programmed a network, pretty much. We're ready to go. Let's launch. But yeah. now we're talking about feature film now. Jamaica Inn is going to be a feature film. Well, it could also be a hell of a miniseries. Yeah, it could be a miniseries. It could be guess, the roots of our time. I guess it could. Jamaica well, Inn. roots is the roots of our time. Yeah, I think maybe that is. <laughs> we're still in that time. Um, Jamaica Inn. What's our channel going to be called? Um, JLC. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. your name. By the way, sounds very southern. Really? It does. Like I can picture a southern mom when you know. Jenna Louise Coleman, get down from there. Do you know what? People keep calling me Jenna Louise in interviews, and it's freaking me out because that's what when I'm in trouble. That's what my mum calls me. So, and every time I was like Jenna Louise, it kind of like still, you know, nah. I, I, I need to, I kind of, I, I'm, I'm Jenna really. So Jenna Louise freaks me out. But apparently, I'm called Jenna because my grandma, somebody on Dallas, watched. She watched Dallas. And there was a character called Jenna. Yeah. I don't know if I remember that. And I feel like I what my parents watched Dallas. I watched that show. Who was Jenna? Or is there an know. actress called Jenna? Or the know. character Jenna? Something from Dallas. So where my grandma got it from. You could have been Dallas Louise Coleman, so I think you worked out okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dallas Louise Coleman. Jenna Dallas Get Coleman. In here. <laughs> Get your butt in here. It was funny, the southern accent seems to be a lot easier for for Brits because I I mean it's it's sort of British in origin. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know what it is about it. It is easier. How, how's your southern accent? Oh, I knew that was coming. Of course. Um uh, what's the, I did a, I did a play with it once, like, Horace, are we going to the dance on Friday night? Oh, uh, that's adorable. Uh, that's almost, that's kind of Texan. Do you, you just, have you a just, date? <laughs> you just nailed, uh, Reese Witherspoon in, uh, Walk the Line. That was, that was that the was, whole, that yeah. Was that, yeah. 
That's cute when you know when you do the uh, that's funny when you do the the accent you get you get dimples like it's like that's it's sort of the southern that's 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 what happens because you have to talk from the front of your mouth right you're talking from the front of your mouth and you're doing the accent because it's all up in here yeah oh yeah yours is good yeah I'm from the south oh sorry that's all right <laughs> I'm from the south Jenna it's not a brag it's weird I didn't grow up with it I mean I, my family moved around the south a lot but I I never had that yeah. I dropped mine in fifth grade. The Boston I had accent. A Boston accent. It's pretty thick. Do the, do the Boston accent. Uh, you uh, you coming out uh, later or what? You got to go to the bar with us or what are you gonna do? Come you, on, you gonna go to the St. Patty's Day. You gotta drink some Guinness. Yeah, you wanna, you gonna go to the parade over there? You gotta go over there. You gotta see the socks. See the socks traded. They traded that bum. Can you understand anything he's saying right now? I feel a little bit intimidated. As actually. you should. That's the that's the Boston accent. Well, the Boston accent barks at you until you're just like, I'll do whatever you say. Please stop yelling at me. <laughs> the Southern accent is just supposed to lull you into, hey, how you guys doing? Come on over. It's fine. Get in the van. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Like It's, it's a much different. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, are you going back to London from Los Angeles on Thursday? Yeah, I'm going back Thursday, and then we start the 50th on Monday. <gasps> That's what they call it. So excited. Read the script on the plane on the way here. Oh, my God. Listen, if you want to leave it behind, that's fine. Oh, my God. You Don't guys say should. That to me. I get, like, really nervous as it is. I know. I get like, like, heart on the flight, kind of had a hand over it the whole way. I had to. I was, I was watching the new episode, the, the upcoming episode of Walking Dead on the plane last night. And I really did like a check of the neighborhood on the plane. Unfortunately, I was sitting, there was a wall behind me where I was sitting. And the woman next to me was, a, she was a, like 55 years old. And she was doing all this paperwork that had to do with education. I'm like, okay, I don't think she watches The Walking Dead. But I still <laughs> tried to, like I pulled the screen this way. Just because I, I don't want to be the reason why it leaks. Yeah, you don't want to be the one. See, we've got our names on our script as well, so they know. They would know they right know, away. Yeah. If that turned up online or something, yeah. there's no way. Oh, my God. For the 50th uh, anniversary of Doctor Who, you guys should kill off Judy Dench. What? <laughs> they did in James Bond. <laughs> but just the person Judy Dench. Yeah, just kill off Judy Dench. That she gets upgraded. How did you guess that? I, well, listen, I have, a, I have an in. We'll see a Jamaica in. Jamaica in. I have a Jamaica in. <laughs> That's very cool. Well, you, I mean, this, it's, it's so exciting, you know, this, this whole thing just to be a part of it. I, I'm, I'm excited for you. And then I'm also jealous at the same time. I want to go work in Cardiff. You need to, you could so come to Cardiff. Run down corridors. Know, we go. We've always, we've always threatened it. We've always threatened going over there. I'm just like planning it for you. They're Thank very you. protective, though. They're very protective yeah, of the. It's a hard. Uh, it's, a, it's a hard set to get near to because they're trying because they have to be so you know they yeah. have to guard everything so closely. Well, you could always just come and hang out outside where like you know all the tra- like all the all of our trailers are, are in like the outside car park. So that's that's. <laughs> oh, we can hang out the car park. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know why we couldn't just see the TARDIS set. That doesn't change. It's not going to tip anything off. I think it's just about the idea of having people. In it. Listen, next season on the Nerdist TV show, we should have Matt walk us through the controls of the TARDIS. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see yeah. if he's, if he's making it up or not. not. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in London in May. They've so. stopped shooting. By oh, then. yeah. We're not filming. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you could go to the Doctor Who experience. I went to the TARDIS. I went to the one in, in West Kensington. 
I've told this story before, and it was such a bummer because they it was nice, but a bummer at the same time because they they gave me a private tour of it. So I was the only person in the entire facility. Oh, really? And you go in, and the first room is a TARDIS. You're at the interior of the TARDIS, and Matt comes up on the screen. And he's like, oh, we've got some exciting things, and you, there's, we're being attacked. And, and so the way that it's supposed to happen is everyone, there's supposed to be a crowd of people around all these different controls. So it's a lot of like, you, turn that knob. But it was just me in there, so I was standing there. I really want to see it. And there was a docent, like this woman, and she just looked at me, and she's like, well, go on then. And I would have to walk around the other side and, like, hit a button. That's really depressing. <laughs> it was so depressing. And then you go to the other parts, and, the, and then it's the Daleks, and they're like, we are, we are taking over the TARDIS. And then, but it's just me and all this, like, smoke blowing, and I'm alone crying into my birthday cake. <laughs> you will sing happy, happy birthday, birthday to yourself. Happy birthday. Exterminate your candle. <laughs> With a single tear. With a tear. I wish I could cry. <laughs> Can, I think. Happy birthday for me. Well, Jenna, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this was a really good first date. Yeah, it went really, really well. Chris puts out on the fourth date. No, we're having the awkward silence. Oh. I'm developing a twitch. Feel good. I don't know. Should I just get the check? Should I just get the check then? Yeah, excuse me. Can we have the bill, please? Oh, uh, would you, are you sure you don't want dessert? I get dessert, guys. Oh, I, oh, no, I'm good. Do you want some coffees or desserts? What? I've already taken the liberty of ordering dessert. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys go ahead. It's fine. I'll just, I'll pick it up. Just go. Just, <laughs> oh, where'd she go? She disappeared. <laughs> I ordered three eaten messes and they're all for me. Jenna, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You were delightful on Doctor Who. And, and, and for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, I feel like most people have probably seen it at this point, but if they hadn't, uh, they should definitely go back and watch um, the They should watch the Christmas special and they should watch the episode. Was it the last episode? It was the last episode of last season. It was the first. Asi uh, Asylum of the Daleks. Oh, right. I, I always get the... Um, I always get the uh, the seasons, because of the way the seasons are yeah, cut up. Yeah. Are they cut up that way in England as well? Yeah. So we had like the first like five episodes and then a Christmas special, and then we've got the, another eight coming through. Oh, good. And I'm so glad that Oswin got explained. <laughs> oh, like, Well, she will. She will. It will all happen at the end of this season. We'll, oh. we'll get payoff for <gasps> why Clara keeps popping up and dying. Oh, good. <laughs> See, that's good to know. Okay, good. Yeah, there'll be payoff. Good, good, good. What if the payoff is just... Just cause, okay, you guys? And then credits. Um, again, that would be quite depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, there is. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's Stephen Moffat, so you can, it's going to kind of be teased the whole way through, and then there'll be good payoff for it. Is Stephen sort of like a dad to work with at this point? Is he sort of like, and then these characters are his children? Um, I can't, yeah, yeah, I suppose he is. It's, um, it's funny how, like, the scripts kind of ch change the more me and Matt are working together. So they're kind of being written as we're filming all the time. So it's kind of, it's very, like, kind of tailored towards you. So it's always changing. It's like a dad with two families. Do you guys ever get jealous of Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman? Well, they're in Cardiff. <laughs> they're filming Sherlock when we're starting our 50th. So we're going to all be in the same studios in Cardiff. Fight. In the parking lot for the first time. Oh. So it's going to be like Sherlock and Doctor Who together, and Stephen is like literally in the in the middle of them both. 
I don't know. Well, he does. He does have a. I mean, they're. I used to think that the Doctor and Sherlock were that that basically the Doctor was just space Sherlock, and Stephen was like, no, 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 no. The Doctor has compassion. Sherlock is a sociopath. Like they're not. <laughs> yeah. They're not the same at all. It was Matt Sanzer and, and Stevens, isn't it? They're equally as clever as each other, or there's kind of something like very diplomatic about them. Yeah. Both. I hope they have some sort of a face off. They're as clever as each other. One is responsible for a lot of people's deaths. The other one, if something had gone slightly different in his childhood, would also have been responsible for a lot of people's <laughs> deaths. He would have been a serial killer. Yeah, he would have been Moriarty. If something oh. just went a little bit different in Sherlock's life, he would have been Moriarty. Wait a minute, you guys. Yeah. What if? Sherlock. Oh, this is a no. Oh, oh God. what if he is Moriarty? No, 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 no. Not Moriarty. Here's what we got to do, y'all. Oh. That's something we say in the South. Okay, this is the sixth thing that I'm going to throw at you. Okay? okay. Wait. Okay. Okay, good. You Pitch. have your fake pencil. Pitch. Um, Doctor Who goes back. The, 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 you guys, the Doctor goes back uh, to, um, to Jack the Ripper, and you find out that Jack the Ripper is actually Sherlock. Ooh. Because he's he's like a sociopath. He's a murderer. Like yeah. he's he... It doesn't work for the current timeline of Sherlock Holmes, though, which is contemporary. Well, I know, but they could just go back and make a steampunk one. You could have him go to Ripper Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The Doctor and... Who Sherlock Ripper Street crossover. Ah, oh, then throw copper in there. You guys, you got yourself a hell of a Now, I know this doesn't make a lot of sense because Sherlock is a fake character. And Jack the Ripper was a very real character, but I still feel like Sherlock could have been Jack the Ripper. And then maybe we could all go down to Downton Abbey. Oh. After that, this now is okay. In that in that world, are you an upstairs person or are you a downstairs person? Um, I've got, I've played both. I've played both the upstairs and the downstairs in that world. I think you're an upstairs person who's really down to earth so she thinks more like a downstairs person. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think I think I think that's what I think about you. I'll take that. I played a I did a, a show called I did Titanic a mini series so I played like a downstairs person in that like the maid. Like in steerage? Yeah, it was in steerage. I was in I was in third class. I didn't even uh. get steerage. <laughs> oh, the, do you know, I was Do you know how much it costs to go first class on the Titanic? No. $4500. In 1912? In 1912, which is equivalent to $102,000 now. Well, that seems like a bad investment since everyone died. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the... Well, not everyone. Most of first class lived. <laughs> oh, they did? A lot of first class lived. Not most, but more first class lived than died. Oh, yeah, because they were like, we're first class, yeah. so we're going to take the rescue boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of you can go down. Plus our hearts are already cold, so the water won't bother us. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> James Cameron taught us anything. <laughs> it's that Terminators are bad. And that the heart of the ocean should go back. Right. Yeah, of course. With Jack. I can't wait. Do you guys, we should all go on the Australian Titanic. Oh, the Titanic 2? Oh, yeah, it's being built. Yeah. Yeah. Let's all go. Four years, you guys. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. There's too much bad cruise mojo going on right now. No, it's just carnival. But this is, a, this is... A prideful billionaire building a new Titanic, it just feels like everyone's going to die. That's No one's getting out of there. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Either way, I'm happy. 
some horrible disaster happens, they'll have enough light bulbs at time, so it'll be okay. Sunday blues. Yeah. Driving down the Pacific Coast Highway, uh, you wanting to throw yourself off. Damn it! Why didn't we put enough rescue boats on this one either? They're oh, just... no! They built it exact. <laughs> exactly they the same. Exact no, there's too much wood and glass. <laughs> Damn it. We're dumb. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was really nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. And I, you I know, heard all about you from Matt, you guys. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we're we're good people, right? That's what he said. Yeah, right? he likes you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? What else did he say <laughs> about me? I'm going to give him this note. Do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> you know what he doesn't like about you? Which he uh, has said to us, uh, uh, to myself on a couple of occasions, that you still dress up like David Tennant. <laughs> oh yeah! Is that what he said to you in London? I ran into Matt at Comic Con last year. Awkward. And I have a I was dressed like Tenant. Awkward. And he was like, "Oh, I see where your heart lies." <laughs> and I was like, "No, Matt, I I'm I have pointier features. I look more like Tenant. I couldn't cosplay well as." And it would just all sounded like bad excuses. Yeah, you're gonna have to make it up this year. Yeah, you're gonna do it. It was almost like it was almost like uh, if I had turned up with lipstick on my face after an all night thing, and then my girlfriend was like, "What is that?" Um, nothing. I, I love just have you. pointier features. I look more like David. Yeah, Tennant. exactly. It's nothing. It means nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's nothing. I could just take this off at any time. I should. I should have the eleventh Doctor outfit on under the tenth doc on the under the tenth, so yeah. I could just rip it off and be like, "Yeah, see, we should just do. It. We should just get you. A, we'll just make you an eleventh. All right, we'll just do it. I have a tweed jacket and a bow tie. We can I'll make, make this it happen. work. I think yeah. we can do it. All right, good. I'll let Matt know so we can kind of. Stop holding all that resentment. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Let yeah. him know that it's fine to let I'll it go. I'll dress up okay. too, and I'll play the time that the doctor got stung by all those bees, and he found out he was allergic. Okay, didn't happen yet. But if I were to dress up like the doctor, that's what it would. That's look what like. would happen. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Jenna Louise Coleman. Thanks. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Congratulations. You thank did it. You. you did it. Cool first date. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerds Podcast is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 700,000 high-quality video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code NERDIST3. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> Auto Trader.